of Famers podcast. I am your host, future Hall of Famer Christian Duran. Thanks for checking it out, checking out the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, give me a nice like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to do all that. I'm so happy to do this for you if you're listening. And if you are listening, thanks. Thanks so much. How are you? I'm trying to be polite to my audience. The audience. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good if, uh, to see you. It's not good to see you. It's good to... Whatever. This is already bad. Sorry, guys. It's not... Okay. Well, whatever. Here it goes. So what's been going on with you guys? I don't know. I've just been reading the news. One Jussie Smollett. Is that the Smollett? 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 I don't know. What a... What a douche. Let's let's just go with that. What a douche. You make up your own uh, racial attack. This is for fame. Is it for fame? Because I don't know. Like, I heard it's because his pay wasn't good. But how's that supposed to get your pay up? Like, I got attacked, so you're going to give me uh, 20000 extra? Like, you, you can't just do that at a job. Nobody's going to give you more because you got beat up. That's a dumb thing to do. I don't know. He faked the whole thing. The weird thing was that he said it was two, um, you know, two white guys in MAGA hats. And then all of a sudden it changed to, well, it didn't change. But then they found out it was like two Nigerian brothers, not brothers, brothers, but actual siblings who uh, he paid to beat the shit out of him, which they didn't even beat the shit out of him. They they like knocked him a little bit. It's like the whole thing is like the plot from Wild Things, if you guys ever saw that movie. And if you were born in the 90s and you're a male, you saw that movie. Um, But yeah, so he faked his own thing to get some publicity, I guess. Apparently, he sent himself a letter with anthrax, I guess, when everybody was getting those letters. Those, you know, Obama got one, Hillary Clinton got one, and maybe whoever, you know, whoever was running or whatever. And they all got those letters with like anthrax or something in there. It's like, and he sent himself one. I'm like, dude, you're a loser. Is it okay to just call him a douche? I guess it is because I just did. But at the same time, it's like, you're a fucking idiot. I was wondering like, what is, well, first of all, first, let me say this. As soon as I heard about this story, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty fucked up. Things are bad out there. And then I read the details of it. And it said that he was attacked on Chicago in January at 2 a.m. And they poured chemicals on him. They said, this is MAGA country, boy. Two guys in red MAGA hats. And they said they put a rope on him. Bro, stop. Like, I'm, I'm a grown man. Don't tell me somebody... That's too written. If somebody wrote that in a script, you'd be like, this is fucking... I'm, throw this out. That's so dumb. Like, and first of all, nobody's attacking anybody at 2 a.m. in Chicago when it's a negative 30 in January. Sorry, I don't care how racist you are. You're staying inside. You're not looking for... And they said, hey, isn't that the dude from Empire... He said that's he said that they said, "Hey, isn't that the dude from Empire?" What racist is sitting around watching Empire and they go, "Holy shit. What racist got so lucky that he was in Chicago at 2 a.m. just happened to see the gay dude from Empire and go, "Holy shit. Look at his friend and go, "You think of what I'm thinking?" It's not happening. That made me very suspicious. Who the fuck carries a rope 
in Chicago at 2 a.m. in the morning in the freezing cold just hoping they might see some black dude, a gay black man, that they can go, hey, this is MAGA country. Chicago's not MAGA country. Maybe... (laughs) It's not MAGA... Like, probably Alabama that would happen. Maybe Mississippi... Possibly upstate New York. Absolutely not Chicago. Wherever he lives in Chicago, which I'm sure because now it's coming out that he made $100,000 an episode. So he's not living in a shitty place. So it's a nice part of Chicago. I could have told you this one from the start, guys. I'm not really sure what this teaches anybody, though. Like, what's the lesson do we take from here? Because it's not that you don't, you know, believe anybody when they tell you. That ain't the lesson. It's, I don't know, does fame make people do crazy shit so we stop just be, trying to be famous? I guess so. It's not healthy. Um, I don't really know what you take away from this one. This is kind of a, it's such a, a weird, weird thing. And he just lost his job. He was trying to get more exposure to get better pay, I guess, on Empire maybe. And now he's off the season. So congratulations, sir. In the words of DJ Khaled, you played yourself, my friend. Um, I don't know what the lesson is. If there is a lesson, what's the lesson? Do you not believe people when they tell you shit like that? No, you don't blame the victim. But that's the thing. He took advantage of the fact that we all go like, oh, you can't blame the victim ever. Don't, don't even hesitate to believe the victim always believe the victim and everything i'm not saying you shouldn't but when fishy stuff starts coming up start asking questions at least ask questions because it's a very serious thing you're saying and uh you know i don't know what i'm saying it's uh it's a fucked up thing it's weird just because he, he the guy took advantage at the time things are so fucked up that he just said fuck it i'll uh I'll pretend I got beat. Pretend I got racial. I wonder how, I wonder what he said. When he's like, all right, just hit me in the face. And then they're like this hard. No, not that hard, motherfucker. Chill. Yeah. I mean, he got like two fucking jack dudes to beat the shit out of him. But I don't think they, like, if you look at the pictures, they didn't really look like they beat the shit out of him. Like, they look like they're, you know, like exactly what I just said. Like, they hit him and he's like, that's too hard, motherfucker. And he was like, all right. But, um, yeah, so that's the big controversy everybody's talking about today. Some fucking dude who just lost his gig on Empire. Is that, I didn't even realize that show's still on. Uh, poor Terrence Howard. I wonder how this is going to affect him. First he loses Iron Man, now this. I actually think he was w- really good in, as uh, Rhodey in uh, Iron Man. I thought they should have kept him, but I, when, when something like that happens, like when it's just like a thing, I don't know if it was money cause Marvel's got money. They don't, I don't know, man. That sounds like some shit. Like he was just annoying to be with. And they were just like, just have Don Cheadle. Well, he's, he's nicer. Nobody cares that much. He seemed like a pain in the ass. I remember he walked out of some interview with, um, the cast of best, Best Man Holiday, 
Yeah, they were doing like some press or something, and I'm watching it, and they said some. They made some joke at like his expense, and he got up and like left, and was all. And they were like, "Oh, come on, we're just playing," and it was supposed to be like a cute little thing. But if you watch it, you're like, "No, that he's he's pissed," and they're kind of sweeping it under the rug. I don't know. I think a lot of stuff like that happens. There was one time when the Avengers, like all the cast of the Avengers, got up and presented something at like the Oscars or something. It was some award show they were presenting. And it was like some weird moment. I wish I could find it. It's like some weird moment with Sam Jackson and Robert Downey Jr. And they're presenting and they start like bickering a little bit. And you can tell it's kind of getting real. And like everybody like Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo are looking uncomfortable. But it sort of works for the sketch they're doing. Like the sketch, they're sort of like pretending to be at odds and like, oh, the Avengers can't get along. But it's actually like a real moment. Look that up. Look it up right now. Drop what you're doing. Stop this podcast. Go to YouTube and look up uh, Rob. What's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Sam Jackson Oscar presenters. That seems like it. I'm sure it's up there. I'm sure you'll find it. I'll be vindicated. And you'll come back and tweet me at C. Duran Duran on Twitter. Go, hey, Chris, this is the, uh, the video I found. This is a video you were talking about so eloquently on your podcast. If you're still listening, um, hi there, you, one person probably. Um, I don't know. Speaking of the Oscars, you guys excited about the Oscars? No host. What a debacle. Kevin Hart was supposed to do it originally, and um, yeah, he uh, he said some some stuff. Some ang- some tweets came out, much like in episode one of Future Hall of Famers, seamless plug. Some tweets came out from his past and stuff that he'd apologized for of the homophobic nature, and um, a lot of people wanted him to not be the host of the Oscars. And the Oscars never said, you're fired. He was like, fuck this, I'm out. It's Kevin Hart. He has enough money to go, fuck this, I'm out, which I appreciate him doing. At some point, you got to go, fuck you, I'm out. If someone's, you know, someone's trying to get you kicked out of a club, just go, you know what? I don't need your fucking club. I'll leave. Because everybody else in that club's going to go, this motherfucker is getting all the cool people out of this club. It's kicking everybody out. Like, this one dude who's having a problem with our club, or people in our club, he seems to be the problem a lot. I'm not saying a group of any sort. I'm saying the people who have problems with everybody all the time. Anybody who nitpicks. If you go out of your way to look at somebody's old tweets, you know, and get out upset about them, that's not the reason you were upset. You were already upset. You needed a reason to... uh to vent your frustration and I get it but at the same time you're not justified you don't get to be you don't get to be self-righteous about it but speaking of the Oscars and all that they're going hostless which I I don't know if I care I think I'm gonna watch it I usually do I have a set that night but I will watch what I can I'm sure they'll be playing it at whatever at the uh, comic strip. So head out to the comic strip on Sunday night if you'd like. I'll be there. Um, uh, I'm sure it'll be playing around. And, you know, do they need a... Here's the thing. All the award shows lately have just been so boring. Like the Golden Globes with Andy Samberg and um, 
Sandra O, oh, they're they're hosting. And it's just they're just doing their best to not be offensive. They're trying so hard not to be offensive that it's just like really boring and upsetting. And you just like listen to it, you're like, oh God, just like just give out the awards. I don't even understand why the, all, there's so much pageantry involved in this stuff. This is what all we want to see as viewers. And the award for best picture goes to the award for best actor. The award for best actor goes to the award for this goes to you don't need skits. Honestly, as a comedian, you know, I shouldn't say this, but you don't really need jokes. You don't need that much. It's not that serious of a show. It's not that interesting. You don't need everybody's speeches. And everybody goes out there and goes, with this administration, you, uh, we got it. Nobody likes him. It's fine. I don't like him. You don't like him. I don't know. Maybe you do like him if you're listening somewhere. If you do like him, who cares? If you don't like him, who cares? It's like, you're not going to get him impeached with a speech, okay, with your holding up a gold statue that you won for pretending to be fucking Martin Luther King or whoever you're pretending to be. It's enough. It's enough, everybody. Just relax. Just have your award show and be done with it. I don't like all the protests. Every year there's like a new protest for the Oscars because apparently people think that the Oscars are their show or something. Like every year, like when they had the Oscars so white and then, the, you know, there's not enough diversity acts being chosen and there's not enough this and there's not enough that. I'm like, I mean, it's not your award show. You get to watch it. They let you watch their award show. It's the Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences award show. You don't have to watch it. They get to put it on. And that was the other controversy this year where they were like, we're not, um, oh, we're not showing all the awards. We're showing like the cinema. We're not giving out all the awards on the show. We'll do the cinematography and editing and stuff on the commercials, which, yeah. I mean, the reason people are watching is for Jennifer Lawrence to win an award or whoever, whatever star to win an award. I'm sorry. It's awesome that cinematography gets to be on there and gets a spotlight. It's what the work they do is amazing and it's special. You know how fucking hard it is to sound mix something? It's brutal. You should be on TV and get an award. But that's not the reason people are watching. I'm sorry. Uh, my bad for saying that, you know, you chose to be behind the camera. It's fine. Here's, I, it's fine. You just have the Oscar. That's the whole point of the shit. Have the Oscar, put it up in your house and that's it. And just tell people when they come over to your house, I'm an Oscar winner. That's the whole shit. You don't need to be on TV too. The Oscars could be, let me direct the Oscars. It'll be an hour. At not even might not even be an hour. It might be like, it might be half an hour. It's gonna be best picture, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, and maybe you you know what? If we're gonna go for the whole equality thing, fuck it. Best actor is now best actor and actress, best performer in a movie, best supporting performer in a movie. We'll mix them together. That's oh fuck. We just got down to. Dude, we might not even have 15 minutes right now. This might be a sitcom. 22 minutes with commercials. Bro, we're done. And best director, maybe. I don't even know. If there's no good... If there's if Steven Spielberg or Martin Scorsese are not nominated, nah. It's not on the show. Sorry. And this is a dude who... I love directors. I love them all. 
I value what they do. But if you're not a name man, you're not selling M&Ms on the commercials, bro. We don't need you. The show is just to sell commercials. Does, do people understand that? Like, it's, it's a show filled up with famous people to sell ad revenue to whatever station is carrying the show. They wouldn't put it on otherwise. No company does things just to do them. Every company exists to sell something and to make money. So even with like, look, I don't have an opinion that much either way on it, but like Gillette, Gillette's their toxic masculinity commercial. People are like, oh, this is, some people are like, I hate this because it's, and then some people are like, this is so daring and brave. The only reason they did it was because they thought that more people would buy Gillette razors if they did a commercial like that. They don't care about toxic masculinity. They don't give a shit, really. If toxic masculinity was cool tomorrow and it would, if they felt like they could sell with that, which they did, I guess, in the, you know, what, the late 90s, early 2000s with, go back to those commercials, Axe body spray commercials, come on. You're not telling me that's toxic masculinity. I'm not even like a toxic masculinity dude who's like, oh, this is fucking wrong. I'm just saying it is what it is. When they think they can use it to sell, they will. When they don't, they'll do the opposite. So don't give them too much credit and don't think this is some kind of move, some great magnanimous move on their part. It's, it's business as usual. Sorry to be so cynical, but I just don't like how people don't see that. Like, they're just, I don't know why everybody gets so surprised when these companies, like, do this shit. Like, they're not, you know, all this inclusive stuff that they do is like, they have to do it. And I'm glad they do, but they wouldn't if they didn't have to. So patting them on, going hooray for them for doing it is not, you know, it's... You know, they're not doing it for any good reason. It's completely cynical. Anyway, wow, what a what a rant. I'm not even a ranter, but fuck it. I don't know. Um, I'm not I don't know if I've seen all the Oscar movies. Uh or I think I have a list here. Best picture. Wait, how come I have everything except Best Picture? Alright. Oh, here it is. Oscar nominees. Let's see if I've seen these. Roma. I have not seen. I think I'm going to watch that tonight. It's on Netflix. This is like, this is crazy. And you know, I should have seen this because I love Alfonso Cuaron, who is the uh, director. Alfonso Cuaron. You know, to Spanish people, whenever they say, uh, like if, you know, if they're on an award show or something, if they're presenting something, you'll see it on the Oscars a lot. They'll always go like, uh, and nominated for best film, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Uh, the favorite by they have a perfectly normal English accent, and then for the Spanish names, they'll pronounce them with the accent because they want you to know they're Spanish or whatever thing, or you know if they're French or whatever. They always do that. Everybody does that. I don't know. It's so just you can say it the way you would say it, but they just need I don't know. They need the validation. Roma. Um, I have not seen. I will probably. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch that tonight. How about that? I think this is the first time I've seen almost every movie. If I watch Roma tonight, it'll be the first time I've seen every Best Picture nominee for the year coming up. The favorite, which was uh, 
it's a really really good movie but if you're not into that kind of costume thing it's really good actually it's a costume movie but if you're not into that kind of shit it's like it's still a good one it's really really good emma stone and rachel weiss and uh, i don't know her name olivia something but she's really good everybody's really good it's a really good movie i, I don't i'm just sell, i'm not even selling it i'm just going it's really good i'm a yeah, i'm a dumb guy um that was an a a really good weird movie it's actually a lot weirder than you think it's going to be and it actually like it's not one of those really like the how thou hast awakened something in me where thine are you with my brother it's like you can understand what people are talking about and you get their motivations and fucking makes sense and it's very good um that was good green book was uh good it was cheesy cheesy sugary you know what's weird in like night in the 1960s um you know i think one of the best picture movies was like in the heat of the night that might have won best picture i don't remember but in the heat of the night it's like a book a movie about you know racism and all this stuff and like race roles and black people and white people not getting along or getting along and that was like sort of an edgy movie or like Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy was like a, a movie about a gay uh, hooker. Well, he wasn't gay, but, you know, he was a prostitute, whatever. And even John Wayne, who got in trouble this week. John Wayne got in trouble this week for old comments, an old Playboy article. Yeah, a dude from 1971 was kind of racist. Weird. Not even 1971. Yeah, I guess it was 1971. Like, do you understand that it was a different time and even the most progressive dude back then was might still say the word spook? Like, that's how bad it was that the most liberal guy was saying still racist shit. Like, sorry. I'm not even making an apology, a, a thing about it, but like, I'm not justifying like, you know, people's racism or anything but i'm just saying it's like if you look at it in the context of today yeah of course it's gonna look bad that's crazy your kids are gonna go look at this shit you're posting on twitter right now and going like what the fuck was wrong with you you can't say jelly bean or whatever it is that's upsetting in the future oh heavens anyway green book it's weird what i was my point is what i'm saying is it's weird that this is probably the safest movie ever it's a movie Viggo Mortensen Mahershala Ali um they play you know Mahershala Ali's a brilliant genius piano player in the south in the 60s plays beautiful classic music and he's gay and he's black and it's a whole thing in the south and he's you know dealing with racism and then you got Viggo Mortensen who plays like a fucking Vinnie Boombots Italian guy yeah I don't know whatever what are you some kind of half a fag or something that kind of deal he plays like the blue collar dude and somehow they get along weird right no and that's like you know it's a nice sugary movie it's got some depth but at the end of the day it's like it's a nice feel-good movie i am positive that this is going to win best picture because it is so safe and if nothing describes these coming oscars it's the word safe it's just safe no host no jokes. We don't want to hear any jokes. We don't want to hear any jokes about anybody in this room. Keep them, keep them off Twitter. Keep them to yourself. Green Book is going to be the best picture 
<clears throat> winner, in my opinion. It's so safe. And it's a good movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. It's not well. It's well made. It's all well acted. But it's, uh, you know, you know what you're getting. It's a safe movie. It's a safe pick. It's fine. Enjoy your best picture. But I don't know if that's what it's really about, man. The best movie, though? What's the best movie? Is it Black Panther was the next one? I got to say, uh, I know a lot of people have already said this, but Black Panther's fine. It's just fine. It's just fine. It's good. It's very good. And there's, and dude, Ryan Coogler is amazing. Best movie is Fruitvale Station. Check that movie out. That's a good goddamn movie if you want to see something amazing. And that'll break your heart and make you feel something. That, Fruitvale Station. Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan again. Amazing movie. Check that shit out. And actually says something about something. Black Panther says some shit. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it doesn't. But it's a Marvel movie, man. It's fine. It's not even the best Marvel movie that came out this year, this last year. Avengers. This is the best movie that came out. Best Marvel movie that came out. In my opinion, probably the best movie that came out. Actually, like, eighth grade, too. Um, But it's fine. I mean, you know, they always try to give it... They always try to award um, or nominate some, like, big, um, you know box office movie just because every year like everybody's like i haven't seen any of these fucking movies yeah well go to a movie theater you dumbass check out a movie for a change instead of fucking check out something that will challenge you for a little bit instead of uh i don't know why i'm getting so angry at nobody oh the oscars are doing it to me i don't know a star is born was very good but you know it's fine Black Klansman was Black Klansman was okay. And then the very end is just like, holy shit, what if you watch Black Klansman, you're watching a movie, and then the last two to three minutes is like a documentary, and you're like, what the fuck was that? And it's uh it's kind of crazy. It's like laugh, laugh, laugh for like an hour and a half and then or whatever, two hours, and like laugh, enjoy yourself for two hours, and then three minutes of fucking what the fuck? Holy shit. Spike Lee just remembered that he had a message. That movie was uh, that movie was good. It was um, there's some shit in there that made me cringe with the like, you know, at one point it's set in the 70s and a guy a black guy pretends to be uh, white to infiltrate the KKK. It's a whole thing. Go check it out. But at some point he's talking to one of the other cops and he's like, "Do you really think?" Uh, America could elect a, a a racist president. That could never happen. Ha ha ha. There's a bunch of like Trump jokes like that. And it's just like, ugh, all right, dude, we got it. Okay. Again, we got it. Nobody likes him. I got it. Thank you. Thanks for putting that in there. Uh, Vice is, Vice was good. It's well made. It's again, it's just kind of the same thing. It's just like, it's these weird anti-Trump movies that don't say Trump sort of, they subliminally talk about Trump, but slightly talk about Trump. And it's like, you're not going to get him impeached with a movie, dude. Fahrenheit 9-11 didn't do shit for president Bush. It made him look bad. All these things can just make him look bad. And they're not going to get him. It's, it's fine. The dude, I mean, it's not looking good for him right now anyway. So you can just just make your movies about something else. It's it's okay. But Vice is good. Christian Bale's awesome. 
The last one, and I saved it for last, is Bohemian Rhapsody. I cannot express how not good this movie is. The movie Rockstar is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Queen. I love Queen. I'm in love with my car. Uh, what other songs they have? You're my best friend. Amazing songs. Freddie Mercury, amazing voice. This movie was, this movie was like, did I just say the Rockstar was better than that? Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg is a better movie. If you haven't, check out Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. It's one of those movies that, like, it's, I can't ever tell if it's a really good a really bad good movie or a bad good movie a really bad good movie or a good bad movie i can't tell but i'm always watching any comes anytime it comes on tbs or wherever it's playing bohemian rhapsody is just like so freddie mercury joins a band cool and they sort of don't like him but they like him in two minutes it's like there's no struggle in it whatsoever like he's like worried about being in the band but then he makes it in the band and he's not worried anymore and then they're trying to come up with songs. And then they come up with songs and they're hits. And then he starts getting in drugs. But then his friend, I'm like, okay, this sucks. The fact that it's gotten this far and this heavy, I'm like, what is going on, man? Like, the dude in it playing Freddie Mercury is good. Objectively, he's it's a very good performance. But it's not a good, it's not a good, it's it's not even a decent movie. It's fine. It's not even fine. What am I saying? I'm deluding myself into talking about this stupid shit. It's passable. It's a very mediocre um, biopic. It's like that movie. Um, God, what is that one with John C. Riley? Walk Hard. It's like it falls in every trap of that Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story parodies. Just all the stupid struggle and... Oh, you got to find your... Fuck you. Plus, it was directed by Brian Singer, which... uh, Just Google Brian Singer and uh, find out why uh, that's a problem. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Don't think it was a great... I haven't seen Roma yet, but I got to say, I don't think it was the best year for movies this year. 2018 just wasn't my... Got to say, it wasn't that great. I'm not going to lie. I could lie to you, but I'm not going to. Uh, wasn't great. I gotta say, it's just kind of, eh. And I'm looking at these nominees. I have the list right in front of me and it's like Roma, the favorite green book, black Panther, star is born, black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody and vice. I think green book's going to win. But my thing for the Oscars is what do you think is going to be the movie that you watch five, 10 years from now where you're flipping channels and you see this movie and you have to stop and watch it. Because I'm looking through the list. I have the list of like this decade. And I guess, I well, I guess this wouldn't be the last year. This is technically 2018's nominees. So next year would be the last year for this decade. Because that would be 2019. Um, and I'm looking at the list of movies that won. I don't know if the right movie won every year, man. Like last year was Shape of Water. Um, I mean, considering all these other ones, I mean, the only one, the only nominee that it beat out that I was like, eh, is Get Out. Shape of Water and Get Out, when you're flipping channels, 
you'll probably stop on one of those two and rewatch it. That's my best picture. That is what I look at when I go, best picture is going to be the one that I'm flipping channels. And I'm going to go, oh, I got to watch it. Oh, I love this scene. Let me sit here and watch. That's best picture when you go back. Shape of Water, you stop because you go, isn't this the fucking movie where the, a woman fucks a fish man? Like, what the fuck was going on here? That's best picture material to me, man. Get Out is the same way. It's a very iconic movie now. 2016, Moonlight. Mm, bro, I watched it once. But when's the last time you stopped and watched Moonlight? They don't even play that shit on HBO. When's the last time Moonlight was on Stars too? You tell me. And when's the last time you stopped and watched? The only that part I do remember was when he knocked the shit out of that dude who was bullying him. He just hit him with a fucking book or a desk or something. That shit was raw as fuck. It was great. But look, I don't know. Oh, that was the one where they announced the the wrong uh, best picture. They were supposed to say Moonlight, and was uh, they said La La Land instead, and that was fucked up. Anyway, La La Land. I don't know. Uh, Oh my God, 2016 was kind of terrible. La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, Hidden Figures, uh, Fences, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Lion. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I saw all these, and I don't know about any that I would stop and watch. Maybe La La Land, but ugh. I remember when I saw La La Land. I went to go see Star Wars Rogue One and my fiance went to go see La La Land. So we went to different theaters. It was like Christmas. It was like New Year's Eve or something like that. We just wanted, we both wanted to see the movies and we're like, let's just go see whatever movie we want and let's both be happy. So I watched Rogue One. I got out early. Mine was done before her. So I went into the theater and watched hers and I saw the very end of the movie and I came out and I was like, I could tell you exactly what happened in that movie. I've been watching movies way too long. And I told her exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, he, you know, they meet and then they fucking, you know, they get together. But then they split up because he can't and she can't because he wants to be an artist and she can't. And she gets famous and then he's and then they meet each other later in life. And I was exactly right. I feel like that's how I watch movies now. Even like movies I like, like the Marvel movies and stuff, I'm still watching them like, oh, now here's the point where this happens. And like, maybe I need to stop watching movies for a while or I just need to watch like foreign films that are just like weird and crazy. Like, I don't know. 2016. <laughs> I love how I'm still going back to this. I don't care. This is my podcast. You can tune out if you want. Um so 2016, 2015 Spotlight was the winner. Nobody's ever seen Spotlight. No one's seen it. Who watched Spotlight? I watched ha- once, I think. Who's in it? Mark Ruffalo? Fucking could have... The Revenant was nominated that year. The Big Short, The Martian, Mad Max, Room, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn. I don't know if you've seen Brooklyn. Uh, Bridge of Spies was pretty good. Uh, Room was fucked up. Mad Max Fury Road. I don't get that movie. I don't get... I get it, but I don't get why people love it so much. I've seen people rewatch that movie, so I'm going to go with Mad Max. Should have won that year. Birdman beat American Sniper with a movie with a fake baby. Uh, Boyhood. That was good. Uh, Grand Budapest. Wes Anderson's fine. That was too Wes Anderson-y for me. It's like, all right, dude, we get it. You're ornate. Um, 
The Imitation Game. Oh, that movie fucking sucked the dick. That movie sucked. That was like, uh, you talk about, you talk about uh, fucking Oscar bait. When I say Oscar bait, I'm talking movies that are like, oh, this is the award movie. And it's just, it's exactly what they they make fun of at Tropic Thunder, like playing gay or never going full retard in, you know, in a movie for your Oscar. The Imitation Game was exactly that. Boring World War II movie about a gay guy in World War II. It was a true story, but you don't care because who gives a shit? Selma which I don't remember that the theory of everything, which is fine. Whiplash was goddamn. That's the best movie of the fucking decade. If you haven't seen whiplash, just stop this podcast and go watch whiplash. Do that actually from the director of La La Land. Uh, so I should have liked La La Land more. Um, 23 Birdman won that year, which is a great movie, but it's one that I have not watched since. So was that great? 2013, 12 Years a Slave, Beat Gravity, uh, American Hustle, Dallas Buyers Club, Her, Philomena, The Wolf of Wall Street, Captain Phillips, and Nebraska. 12 Years a Slave is not a movie that it was good. I just will never watch it again. Great title. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's insensitive to say that Twelve Years of Slave is a great title. This is a really good if you I mean, you know what you're getting. You know it's not gonna be like, you know, if you're an hour in and it's only year five of slavery, you know you're not going anywhere for a little bit. Um Be Gravity, Gravity was great, but it was one of those ones that you know, you watch it in the theater one time. I've never, I haven't seen Gravity since, you know, whatever. And you got to watch it with in 3D with IMAX. And so otherwise, it's fucking stupid. American Hustle was just a good movie. It was the, you know what? American Hustle was the, Bohe- maybe not, was the Bohemian Rhapsody of that year? Overhyped? Overrated? Probably. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club was just Matthew McConaughey and Jared Lowe. I... Jared Leto stinks. Let's just say it, guys. He was great in that movie, but it's just like he's it's just a tryhard. Uh her was very good. Spike Jones, weird, awesome movie. Uh I haven't watched it again since. So Philomena have never seen. I'm sure everybody was wonderful in it. I'm sure it was a fantastic movie. Captain Phillips, uh everybody knows that one dude. Um uh, you're not the captain now, or I am the captain now in Nebraska, which I never saw, which I should have because I love Alexander Payne. The Wolf of Wall Street, I'm going to go is the should have win. Everybody knows that movie. That movie comes on all the time, and everybody sits down and watch, like at least a scene. It's like three hours, so I, don't, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched all those scenes, but it's goddamn great, and it's kind of crazy. Um, um, after that is Argo. Beats Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty, Les Mis, Life of Pi. Les Mis is so stupid. This is too negative. I'm too negative. Anyway, I'm going to go through real real quick because I'm almost done with this shit. Argo, um, Argo won, but it should have been Django Unchained, um, in my opinion. Django Unchained. You're always going to stop and watch Django Unchained. It's not even my favorite Tarantino movie. Big Tarantino fan. Not my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, I wish Will Smith would have been in that. Just to see it, you know? I think Will Smith doesn't 
work with good enough directors. Like he is always the star of the movie. He never can be like if he had worked with a Spielberg, goddamn. If it was him in Minority Report or something, or War of the Worlds, or like just some Steven Spielberg and Will Smith would have made something dope. But he just never works with like a director that's bigger than him. I don't know why. The artist, it was the next year, the uh, movie, the silent movie. You know, beat the help, descendants, Hugo, midnight, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I think I might be done with this. I just want to get to this last one. The King's Speech beat uh, the social network. Let that sink in. The King's Speech beat the social network. When's the last time you watched the King's Speech? Think about it. When's the last time you watched the social network? Two days ago, probably. Okay. Okay. I think my work is done here. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the Oscars. I hope you have a great weekend and a great time. You can find me at ChristianDuranComedy.com. All my dates are there. I will be at New York Comedy Club this Tuesday, February 26, 2019. At New York Comedy Club for the Shulogy, Shula Egar's uh, album release party. I'll be performing there. It's going to be a great time. Get your tickets. Um, all my show dates are on ChristianDuranComedy.com. Check that out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at C Duran Duran on Twitter, Instagram at C dark 64. Um, thanks for listening. Check out future hall of famers on YouTube, youtube.com slash future hall of famers and like share rate review and subscribe to the show. I'm feeling much better now. Now that I got all the anger out, I feel like I can thank you guys for letting me expel, expel, and exhale. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Uh, have a great week, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah.